Chapter 22 of Music Talks with Children. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Music Talks with Children by Thomas Tapper. Chapter 22 In School. Every successive generation becomes a living memorial of our public schools and a living example of their excellence. Joseph Story. In these days we learn many things in our schools, even music. They surely must have a purpose, all the studies and the music as well. Let us in this talk see if we can find what the purpose is. It costs our government a great deal to educate the children of the land. There are now nearly twenty million children in our country. That is a number you cannot conceive. But every morning of the year, when it is not a vacation day, you may think of this vast number leaving home and going to school to be taught. I am sure the picture will make us all think how wise a government is that devotes so much to making us know more, because by learning more we are able to enjoy more, to do more, to be more, and this makes us better citizens. Year after year, as men study and learn about what is best to have children taught in school, the clearer it becomes that what is given is dictated because of its usefulness. Arithmetic teaches us to calculate our daily affairs. Grammar teaches us to listen and to speak understandingly. Penmanship and spelling teach us properly to make the signs which represent speech. Geography teaches us of the earth on which we live, and how we may travel about it. History teaches us how to understand the doings of our own day, and makes us acquainted with great men of former times, who, by striving, have earned a place in our remembrance. As we go on in our school education, taking up new studies, we find to a still greater degree that what we learn is for usefulness. Arithmetic becomes mathematics in general, grammar is brought before us in other languages, and branches out into the study of rhetoric and literature. History is taught us of many lands, particularly of Greece, Rome, and England. And bit by bit these various histories merge into one, until, perhaps not until college years or later, the doings of the countries in all the centuries of which we have knowledge is one unbroken story to us. We know the names of lands and of people. Why Greece could love art, why Rome could have conquest, why these countries and all their glories passed away to give place to others. All these things become clear to us. We learn of generals, statesmen, poets, musicians, rulers. Their characters are made clear, their lives are given to us in biography, and year after year the story of the earth and man is more complete, more fascinating, more helpful to us in learning our own day. Then, besides all these studies, we are taught to do things with the hands. After the talks we have already had about doing, we know what it means to have training of the hands. It really means the training of the thoughts. We are training the mind to make the hands perform their tasks rightly. It is the same in the science lesson which teaches us to see, actually to use our eyes until we see things. That may not seem to be a difficult task, but there are really very few people who can accurately and properly use their eyes. If there were more, fewer mistakes would be made. Thus we can see that schoolwork divides its tasks into two general classes. First, the learning of facts. Second, the actual doing of things. You will readily see that to do things properly is possible only when we know facts, which tell us how to do them. That shows you at once the wisdom of the education you receive. 
Now let us imagine that school life is over. For many years you have gone faithfully every day to your place, you have done your tasks as honestly as you could, and said your lessons, being wounded no doubt by failures, but gladdened again by successes. Now, when it is all over, what is there of it? Well, above all things, there is one truth of it which it is wonderful people do not think of more frequently, and that truth is this, the only education we may use in our own life is that which we have ourselves. No longer have we help of companions or teachers, we depend entirely upon our own personal knowledge. If we speak, it is our own knowledge of grammar that is used. We cannot have a book at hand in order to know from it the words we should use. If we make a calculation about money, or do anything with numbers, it must be done from our knowledge of arithmetic, and it must be right, or people will very soon cease to deal with us. Then, if we have a letter from a friend, we must of ourselves know how to read it, and if we have aught to say to another at a distance, we must be able clearly to express ourselves in writing, so that we may make no mistake in our meaning. And this, likewise, is to be said of all the rest. Our knowledge of history, of geography, of men of past times, of the boundaries of countries, of cities, of people, of everything, must come from ourselves. And further yet, according as we have been careful to see in the right way, and do in the right way, while we were under instruction in school, so we shall be likely to see and to do when we are not in school, and no longer have some one over us who will kindly and patiently correct our errors, teach us new ways, and give us greater powers. We may, of course, go on learning after our school days are ended, and really much of the best education comes then, if we will immediately set about correcting the faults which we find in ourselves. Indeed, many men have gained the best part of their education after leaving school, where, perhaps, it was their fortune to stay but a short time. But we must remember that the habits of learning, doing, seeking, are gained in early years, and if they are not gained then, they rarely come. Now, what have we learned about schools and school tasks? We have learned a little of the purpose which lies in the education we receive, that out of it must come the power to do and to know. That is our own power, not that of anyone else. We have seen the usefulness of school studies, and how practical they are in our daily life. In all this talk we have said nothing about music. If, however, we understand what the other studies mean, what their purpose is, we shall learn something which shall be valuable when we come to study the meaning and purpose of music in schools. That shall be our next talk. End of chapter 22, read by Kara Schallenberg, www.kray.org, on Sunday, June 28, 2015, in San Diego, California.